Collateral Creatives was created and hosted by XN Radio. If you wish to get in touch with either me or Cheyenne, then feel free to leave us an email at ccmoody22 at gmail.com. We love getting feedback and requests for future episodes, so we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for your listenership and enjoy the episode. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Collateral Creatives, hey, whoa, whoa, the show hey, where hey, we. Hold on. Hey, 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 hey! This—that's my thing. What do you? What? How? Why are you starting you without me? Starting the show. It's time to record. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Collateral Creatives, the show where we go into content that's not necessarily Christian, so that we can find an aspect of God that you wouldn't normally notice, or a aspect of His gospel in places that you wouldn't normally expect to find it. I'm your host, Austin Murphy, joined by my interrupting I'm co- your co-host. host, Cheyenne Wyatt, <laughs> joined by my co-host. Hey, I am the host of this show. <laughs> you're I'm not taking co-host. my show. You're, okay, we're co-hosts, fine. Mm. But I say host, and then you're my lovely co-host. Uh-huh. uh-huh. You could be my lovely co-host, my Vanna White. Who's Vanna White? Isn't that the name of the lady who does Wheel of Fortune? Man, I don't watch Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> I'm not 60. Okay, fair. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune is a classic. It is and a classic. I enjoy Listen, it. Listen, I watch Jeopardy. That's my thing. I don't watch Wheel of Fortune. I don't watch Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune is just glorified Scrabble with gambling involved. I just prefer Jeopardy. It is Je- wonderful. I prefer Jeopardy. Wheel of Fortune's great. But we can all agree that the price is right is a waste of time. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collateral Creatives. Today we're going to be having a pretty entertaining episode because we're going into content that pretty much everyone interacts with by this point. I don't think there's anyone in the world that hasn't interacted with the SAP to like one degree or another. YouTube. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Our theme today was that YouTube is a fantastic platform for unique content, so is it possible for us to get anything edifying out of it? Now... Just to cut the whole conversation short, yes, of course there is. Wait, what? YouTube is a such a broad spectrum media platform. Anyone can make content at any time, and because of that, I mean, from big channels to small churches making their own channels to record and publish their weekly sermons, it's a thing. You can use YouTube for that sort of stuff. But we're kind of targeting specific audiences in this way Mm -hmm. because most people look at YouTube these days and see it more as, uh, I mean, especially with what we were talking about at the end of the previous episode with the whole TikTok thing, they're kind of moving all the time, YouTube, and they will make decisions on how the platform we run and most of the time the creators aren't really cool with it yeah or influencers yeah some like to call them yeah and although some are not worthy of the title and not all of them are are influencing in the right way or even influencers at all to call them influencers i think is uh entirely exaggeratory and incorrect i would call them content creators because yeah. that is a bottom line truth. They are making content. <laughs> they are making content. So I call them content creators. I wouldn't even call us influencers. Oh I would God. call us content creators. Co- if uh, you podcast. Like this is the thing though. Anything is an influence to you if you consider it to be an influence. So you can call someone else an influencer if they are influencing you directly and you know that much, but if you are someone that's creating content you call yourself an influencer, that's kind of pretentious. Mm-hmm. So I I wouldn't ever 
even consider ourselves to be influencers. Although I will accept if someone walks up and says, hey, you're an influencer to me. You've influenced my outlook on, on certain things, which I certainly hope is the case because I believe that there are a lot of people that I think in the first episode I talked about how I was a lot like this, where I was super concerned about what kind of content I was taking in. Uh, in a lot of ways, I was a baby Christian because even though I had been raised Christian my entire life, I had no idea what I was doing or what I was thinking. I barely even understood God. I hadn't even read the Bible. So going into content of the world and thinking, oh man, what if I'm you know, interacting with the wrong things? What if I'm doing stuff that is making God angry, which you know these days seem like pretty trivial questions were a big deal to me back in those times. Mm-hmm. So those are the, that's the audience that I've been wanting to reach out to. And I'm certain you've had your own audience that you've been wanting to kind of influence in a way to some degree. I think everyone has people that they want to make an impact on. Of course. Yeah, that's like one of the... I mean, especially in terms of Christianity. Christian culture is, for the most part, all about mentors, it's peers. about influence. Yeah, like that's the whole gist of it. Uh, setting aside the idea that it's all about faith yeah (laughs) which the faith part is the is the human to god aspect but the human to human aspect is very much all about influence Mm -hmm. and companionship uh, community all of those things love love valentine's day is coming up or did it already come it already happened we're in march now i'm thinking of something else what am i what holiday st patrick's day st patrick's day is coming up soon I, wait, does that mean that, does that mean that the, what is it? Oh my gosh. When they die the Sh- river? No, 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 no. I don't care about that. Shamrock shake. Oh. Is, is the, yeah. sh- does that mean the shamrock? Holy crap. Maybe you got to talk to McDonald's about that one. I don't want to talk to McDonald's. They're weird people, but I want to go in to talk, <laughs> to get their uh, shamrock shake. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, but aside from all of that, aside from our cool uh, and entertaining intro we're doing here. We're going to be talking about specific content creators. I have a couple in my mind. I don't exactly know which ones you have brought to the table, but I'm certain that you have a few in your head that you're thinking. Maybe. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're kind of going to, first of all, we're going to go over uh, content creators that are very specifically Christian. And then we're going to go over content creators that are sort of more influential in our personal lives. And then we can still see some connection to either Christian principles or just are so far from being immoral that it's not going to be negative on your life. Mm-hmm. Starting off with one of my mother's personal favorites, I think actually her personal favorite of all time, there's this channel called Grafted. Uh, I don't know anything about it, to be honest. Uh, I, I don't know what the Grafted part is supposed to mean either, but I do know... Probably a reference to the passage about like being grafted into the tree knowing them that Very probably would be the that probably would be the case again it's somewhere in the bible <laughs> but um, don't remember the exact passage i think it's john something mm-hmm. and grafted's thing they well first of all they they are a duo there's two of them uh one of them being a theologian i think the other one being a pastor although both of them do pastorship and they are they both, do bible stuff yeah they're both deeply rooted in ministry and at the moment, they're doing a whole lot of interaction with The Chosen. They're kind of doing a lot of reactions to the show. They're creating a lot of content, explaining a lot of the more deep aspects from the show and comparing and contrasting to scripture. But they also talk about things with history. I think most recently they talked about uh, an Auschwitz exhibit in America to talk about how, how important it is to have something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So that channel is fantastic. I've watched a couple of their videos uh, and I've sat down with my mom to watch a couple of with her as well. And they're honestly, first of all, they're very genuine. Uh, secondly, just poking fun. They have this uh, sort of outward appearance of just seeming like they're youth pastors. They have that look like they got the fancy modern hairstyles and they wear the flannels and stuff. It makes you think like they're that you're going to be sitting at a camp with them someday and they're like, I'm going to be here for you, brother. If you ever need any help with anything at all, you just come to me, man. We'll pray together. They give me those sort of vibes, but yeah. they're nothing like that. Um, I, I love those types of youth youth pastors too. They're they're so entertaining, and they I think that that sort of stuff, that sort of vibe, is so necessary to connect with a youthful audience. Even if the youth isn't like that, they still find that entertaining enough and peaceful enough to be like, oh, I want to talk to you more about how I'm feeling about things. Mm -hmm. um, so that wasn't really like a jab at anyone specifically. That was just kind of like. That's how they came off to me at first. Yeah. Um, another channel that I personally recommend a lot because it helped me with kind of getting, first of all, a surface level understanding of scripture, but also kind of getting me into what it is to see scripture storytelling as storytelling, the Bible project. The Bible project is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. The entire premise of the of the whole it's not really like a show. It's like a program by this point. They will release these sort of sketch slash animated versions of Bible stories and condense them down really small, like Genesis in five minutes. And it will tell as many of the stories as possible to make it all seem like a flowing narrative. And when I first watched that channel, I was kind of shocked. I, I, I helped out, well, it helped me out with... Uh, early in my Moody career, actually, because I had no idea how to read the Bible efficiently. I had no idea where it's I was supposed to go. Great for Old Testament summaries, even though you're not supposed to even necessarily supposed watch to, them. Even though you're not supposed to necessarily use it's them. It's good, good for review it's good for the for test. Review. There we go. Yes. <laughs> um, and so it was gratefully, like, greatly useful to me whenever I was starting out. And these days, I will sometimes go back to them just to reflect and sort of reminisce because these days I can read the scriptures and I know where I'm going and mm -hmm. how to navigate, which is such a massive difference these days. It's kind of ridiculous for me to think about it. But yes, that channel is super useful, especially for fresh Christians. It gets people involved in scripture really easily without having to worry about really what version are you reading? Who are you reading it with? Uh, although I will say, community is going to be your most valuable tool of all time. If you wish to understand, understand scripture, sit down with someone else. Sit down in a Bible study group and explore God together. It's That's a really effective way of doing it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have any other specific Christian channels in mind, but there are a ton, especially in terms of local churches that do their own yeah. little sermons. I have a couple that I can think of. Have you ever heard of Blimey Cow? Blimey Cow, no. Okay, so <laughs> I don't even know if they're still making videos, but I'm sure they still have their channel up. I could check. Yeah. While you're talking. Um, so they're more of a comedy humor channel, and every once in a while they poke fun at... <laughs> every once in a while. Yeah, every once in a while they kind of poke fun at Christianity, but they do it from a Christian perspective. So they um, like might dress up as Jesus for a joke. 
Um, like one of those like uh, jokes where it's like, uh, can I get three glasses of water for my friends and I? It winks at the bartender type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jesus like is ordering <laughs> drinks because you know he can turn it into wine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like their sense of humor. They um, do a lot of stuff on homeschooling because they were homeschooled. Um, it's definitely like middle school youth group type stuff. Which it very is, much is. Yeah, I found the channel. They are still uploading. They uploaded one three days ago. Yeah. Uh, called Atheists Get Owned with Christian Memes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So every once in a while, uh, either I don't remember if I first encountered them with my youth group or if it was at my school, but you know, same age group where um people were like oh we need a video to show before we do our actual serious jesus talk let's Mm kind of lighten the mood with some laughs uh and kind of like be a little bit self-aware about our community um the other one that i can think of is a little bit more subtly christian Um, Because it's more just a content creator who is Christian. Mm -hmm. He doesn't always talk about it. Um, And that's Destin from Smarter Every Day. And that's a science channel, actually. And it's kind of cool because he's been um, invited to different conferences and stuff to talk about the Christian perspective Yeah. um, for science. And I want to say that he's like... Um, well, I know he's an, an engineer, but I don't remember like what specific type of engineer. I want to say it's like something with astronauts. Um, no clue. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. Um, like just looking at his channel, you wouldn't think, oh yeah, that guy's a Christian, because you know stereotypically, science doesn't go with religion. But he even is, though it totally does, even though they're very complementary, he is proof that like they do go together and um he's very family oriented i haven't engaged a ton with his content but like i know of him and Mm -hmm. he's a really cool guy and if you want science content that you can be confident is coming from a christian perspective he might be a good guy to like look into because Mm -hmm. he really just is trying to help spread knowledge of like god's creation yeah and i think that's really cool Mm mm-hmm and the only other channels that I would personally know and recommend, uh, it's not specifically, let's say, like Christian explanation content or Christian interaction content. It's just the various worship channels. Elevation Worship being one of the biggest ones. So many of these channels where it's a camera crew in a big circular room with a ton of people just standing around, you know, doing the little Christian sway back and forth that we tend to do when we're doing gospel because you can't sit still for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And playing instruments and singing real loud up to the heavens. Those sorts of channels are also probably some of my favorites. I'll keep a lot of that stuff on the background whenever I'm working on stuff pretty frequently. So that's the sort of stuff that I could recommend in terms of straight up Christian. But there is the other side of things, which is being able to, in the same vein of how we've been doing it on this show find content creators on YouTube that are doing things that is still somewhat edifying without mentioning Jesus's name specifically or specifically saying this is us practicing a Christian principle 
content creators can do these things and practice Christian beliefs and lifestyles without having to specifically say that they're Christian. Or you can find something that is beneficial to you in your spiritual life without having to go and find someone that is specifically telling you outright that they are Christian, trying to teach you Christian things. There's always ways that you can apply principles that you're learning from different videos, Mm -hmm. even if it's not a Christian creator, which is kind of the point of the podcast, as you were just saying. Um, So educational videos a lot of the time um again science it is stereotypically not compatible with religion so a lot of scientists aren't going to be um theistic even um but they're going to be the ones who are best at explaining how these really like nitty-gritty details of the of God's creation works because they're the ones who have studied it the most. Yep. And um, so watching like science videos, um, that's something that can be really uplifting for you. Um, and yet isn't going to come from like a specifically Christian source. Exactly. And I think probably some of the best places that you can find content that's complementary to a Christian lifestyle is going to be either revolving around exploration of creativity or exploration of the good parts of the world. Mm -hmm. I say specifically good because I don't think that it is in our calling to be so focused on all of the bad things happening in the world because we're not meant to really worry about it because this world is fleeting, this world is temporary. That's the whole point. So to worry about where the world is going, we already know where it's going. We were already told where this world is going. So to be surprised about how bad the world can get is to understand that you did not read very deeply, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have very many channels that I could easily recommend off the top of my head for exploration of creativity and exploration of good times, basically. Um, first and foremost, one of my favorite channels that I will sometimes watch, and I, I like to watch them whenever I first wake up in the morning. That's just simply Good Mythical Morning, mm, yeah. hosted by Rhett and Link. Uh, they've made so much content over the last 10 they make years. So much. Yeah, they, they are they go back just as far as Vlogbrothers do. And these two guys are basically childhood friends that grew up together, both had families at the same time, both made their houses right next to each other. Yeah. Uh, and they, They're like dream best friend goals. Basically, yeah. Uh, and so they had they had to create all these different channels. And one of the channels that they created was a daily show called Good Mythical Morning. Releases every single day. And it's basically just them having fun every morning. They don't talk about the news. They don't talk about what's going on in the world. They just do fun stuff and they interact with their audience that way. Uh, I think most recently they've been having a lot of fun kind of talking about, I think they've been trying to figure out what foods go together that shouldn't go together. Yeah, they do a lot of food oriented. They do a lot stuff. of food oriented stuff. Although most recently one of, the, one of my favorite episodes they had on, they had for some reason Tony Hawk. He just showed up and they had him on and so they had him try to do trick shots. Yeah, that was, sounds like them. Tony Hawk looked like he was so out of his element, but he always does these days mm-hmm. because, you know, he's not a young guy anymore. <laughs> so he just always looks like he wishes he could be doing what he what he did when he was younger. It's so sad. But also Tony Hawk is one of those guys that's like he's the most recognizable, unrecognizable celebrities of all time. You're just like, huh, you look like Tony Hawk. I am Tony Hawk. What? <laughs> <laughs> one of those kind of people yeah 
I think another channel that I really enjoy is um, Tom Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Tom Scott, all about education of the world. Yeah, and just exploration. He mm-hmm. uh, wanders around. No, wandering around is maybe a bad word. No, for he it. totally just wanders the world <laughs> for things to do. Yeah, so he finds a place that's interesting or a thing that's interesting and makes a video on it. So mm-hmm. uh, he made one on like a volcano. And um, one of my favorite ones is about the, how do you say it? It's like the Yavle goat. Um, there's this tradition in this one like Swedish town to make this giant straw goat yeah. for a specific holiday. Yep. And it often gets burned down, <laughs> um, but not every year. And like they, he goes into like great detail about all of these like security precautions that this town has taken Mm -hmm. to protect this straw goat from not getting burnt down because like there's like these two like teams like quote unquote teams where there's like the goat burners and like the goat protectors and it's just like this is so fascinating Mm -hmm. like examining human nature and (laughs) all of his videos it's like I don't know if I ne- I don't know if I needed to know about that, but now that I know about it, I am so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you really do actually learn a lot because of his videos, um, just about the world and about how humans work, and it's yeah. great. <laughs> I think one of my favorites from him uh, was when he had decided to go and find the real life version of this. Uh, basically, he played a game called Need for Speed 2 when he was growing up. Yeah. And he was able to find out that one of the tracks in the game was actually a real location. And so he yeah, it was went like and based found on it. like this one city in Canada or yeah. something. So and he, so he went on a drive. He went and found it and then just drove the whole thing <laughs> and, yeah. and commented on it throughout the whole thing. Uh, fantastic creator, fantastic mind, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I got another one as well. This one I'm fairly certain most people know about. Daily dose of internet. Yeah. It's not it, it's it's not every day anymore. It used to be, but he wanted to preserve how much content he had to choose from, so he started doing it every other day. Uh, basically, daily dose of internet is just here's what's happening on the internet that's really cool right now, or really cute, or really funny, stuff like that. And so sometimes it's like this big conglomeration of. Uh, here's this puppy doing this cute thing. Here's this drone shot that someone got of these Highland mountains that are super cool. Things that you don't typically think about that are just happening on the internet. It kind of reminds me a lot of back in the day when People Are Awesome was a thing. I remember when the first People Are Awesome video came out on YouTube and it was to, it was a massive hit. It was the most viewed video on YouTube for like a whole year. Mm-hmm. And that whole idea of what is happening in the world that is actually amazing and great and good and impressive. What is going on in the world and how can I use the internet to explore that? Because right now especially, the internet is really addicted to just making you feel terrible about being alive, you know? Yeah. Um. Another one that kind of falls again in the educational category, but not, is Answer in Progress. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's a group of three friends um, who are all like post-college age. Yeah. And they explore random questions that they have. So 
one of their videos was like, why is olive oil the way that olive oil is? <laughs> With like the whole like extra virgin olive oil mm-hmm. um, and like the different labels that are on it. And so they like find like these really obscure nonfiction books that like explain histories of like olive oil or um horror movies. Should I feel weird that I actually know the difference between the different oils? <laughs> like, off the top of my head? <laughs> no. I don't know. I really like cooking, you see. Yeah. Well, like, stuff that if you're into it, then you understand it, but, mm-hmm. like... They just, they explore they, this stuff. Yeah, they explore yeah. that stuff and, like, why it is that way, because mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, I mean, I kind of get why these are different, but why? Mm-hmm. And, like, what about the fact that like certain oil says it's from Italy, but it's actually only bottled in Italy? Mm-hmm. Um, but it was grown in California, and there's this whole like conspiracy with it, <laughs> yeah, um, to make oil- olive oil prices go up. And it's just like really interesting. They also play a lot with um, artificial intelligence on that channel, mm-hmm. um, just to like see if they can program things correctly. And usually they cannot. And that's one of the great things about Answer in Progress is that they are like, yeah, it's okay to fail sometimes. Yeah. Um, and they make really encouraging stuff where it's like, yeah, you know, sometimes you don't always have a put together video or a put together conclusion nope. to questions that you have. And it's okay to not know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we all need to learn that. <laughs> yeah, because remaining curious can be sort of detrimental sometimes. I think that's actually uh, in C.S. Lewis's book, The Great Divorce. Uh, if you know anything about that book, uh, then great. But I'm going to explain it a little bit anyway for those who haven't read it, which you should read it. I think it's my favorite C.S. Lewis book of all time. Uh, so basically, The Great Divorce is about this First of all, it's one of C.S. Lewis's dreams. He just wrote his own dream. <laughs> uh, he he had this dream basically that there were that he was in hell, but hell was this kind of monochromatic black and white environment where people are just reenacting the sins that they were committing. Why like the reason why they're there? And then there's a bus that comes by every now and then to pick up these strange and like they're kind of semi-transparent gray spirits. So this bus comes by every now and then to pick up some of these gray spirits and take them to the other side of this fence. That the, And the fence is, of course, separating hell from heaven. Uh, when they go to the other side of the fence, they see these like really bright, naked spirits, which are obviously the people who believed and were taken to heaven. And when the gray spirits walk out, everything is uncomfortable. The sun is burning too hot. The grass is really sharp on their feet. The water is like acid to them, but the bright spirits are fine. They're all saying it's so comfortable and perfect and everything. Of course, it's just saying that you're not fit for heaven in a way. Uh, there's, uh, there's one scene in the book where two philosophers who had grown up together, best friends, really good friends, run into each other. One of them is a bright spirit. The other one is a gray spirit. And this bright spirit is basically trying to convince that his friend you don't need to know the answers to everything because the answer is God. Every single time that you don't know the answer, that is the answer. And the gray spirit's like, I can't believe that you settled on answers. Curiosity is the way of life. That is the reason why I do what I do. I can't have answers. Answers means that I have to stop what I'm doing. (laughs) 
And the and the other philosopher is like, oh gosh, I wish that you weren't such a philosopher. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And, and there's only one scene in that book where someone actually manages to convert from gray spirit to bright spirit. It's really impactful because an angel saves them. It's supposed that it's not just an angel, though. It's supposed that it's Jesus. But it's just a fantastic book, and that's just one of the scenes in them. Um, but on with content creation uh the the last two well no just the last channel that i wanted to bring up before we kind of go into sort of broad spectrum stuff uh the target creator of this episode was a guy named austin mcconnell and the reason why i wanted to talk about austin mcconnell is because he's kind of the embodiment of what i would say is good for youtube first of all he just likes to have fun second of all he has seen so many failures in his life and that is what has driven him to do what he's doing right now on YouTube. He's a failed writer. He's a failed director. He's a failed short filmmaker. He's a failure. He's actually a two-time <laughs> failed writer. Oh, right. <laughs> um, so he, he is what we could say uh, as a failure. But the thing is, is that he never looked at himself that way. He would always kind of push forward to try something new and so with that idea he created a youtube channel just with his name and pretty much every now and then it's not a consistency sometimes it's every week sometimes it's every day sometimes it's every month sometimes it's one a year every now and then he'll just come up out of nowhere and create a random piece of content that has nothing to do with the previous uh videos that he's created the only consistent show that he's done has three episodes and it's uh it's this like useless information episode thing so it's like 15 minutes of useless information, 20 minutes of useless information, and 30 minutes of useless information. And it really is just a rapid fire, uh, one after another, bits of useless information. Mm -hmm. It's funny, but it's not representative of all the content that he's made. He's made How Do You Survive Without a Parachute? And it's hilarious. How Do You Survive a Bear Attack? Um, he talked about a book called I Libertine, a book that never existed yet became one of the most popular books in the world. <laughs> He's talked about so many different topics that simply interest him and he wants to kind of explore different genres all the time so he's made fully animated videos he's done strange podcast style videos, he's done sketch comedy he's done all sorts of stuff and it kind of, it, it was really important to me to see someone doing something like that because it kind of represented what I thought YouTube should be about mm -hmm. instead of what it is right now because back in the day whenever we were starting out with YouTube because we grew up with this content, we grew up with watching software and websites go from nothing to now being global dominant basically companies that can control what we see and what we ingest yeah at in least people content. in our age group yes uh some we people got to... listening might not <laughs> really well some uh, well some might be too young and didn't get to see that rise and some might not have paid attention because they were busy trying to teach us to be careful while we were on the internet while not understanding what the dangers were to begin with yeah um that is that sort of stuff is what makes it impactful for our age range but there's there's another level to that which is that everything on youtube these days is formulaic everything has to be rep repetitive everything has to be you have a, a niche you stick to that you don't change ever and quite a few of these content creators that we've mentioned have gone against the grain sometimes like tom scott every other video he's doing something that 
is just it's so atypical why would you talk about that because it's entertaining to him and it's entertaining to his audience that finds value in that austin mcconnell why was he talking about something with a book that never existed when the previous episode was about how to survive a bear attack we don't know he's having fun with it and that's the whole point of his his thing or another channel that i like to watch a lot corridor crew they used to make videos all the time on their main channel where they're doing all these really fun little skits with vfx and really fancy editing but now they're going about it a different direction and explaining how VFX works and explaining the different methods, reinventing the whole reaction channel idea. YouTube is a consistently altering platform. Like it will consistently shape itself into something different, especially when YouTube itself decides to alter the platform in some way that is usually a detriment to the creators. And because of that, I think it's important to find people that aren't quite formulaic to the degree that they aren't quite human anymore but mm -hmm. to find someone who is formulaic in the way that they are still approachable and they will give you content that you know that you can trust even if that means that the content is somewhat formulaic like binging with babish binging with babish is a cooking channel all he does he never shows his face i think but he basically just makes food every i think i think it's an every week kind of show and sometimes people will recommend certain foods from shows, movies, games, and he'll make it no matter what. He will find a way to make the food, and then he will give you the recipe on how to do it yourself. Uh, I know a lot of people that will watch his show consistently and then cook alongside him. It's like Food Network for uh, for our <laughs> generation. <laughs> Those of us who don't watch TV <laughs> but watch YouTube. And so YouTube being this platform that is so easy to kind of get lost in i think it's important to find the people and the creators that you know that you can go to that aren't going to be leading you into thinking in negative ways or because mm -hmm. <sighs> youtube does have a lot of the creators that are targeting specifically the people that want to see problems yeah um also Going back to the comment that you said, so you said something along the lines of like being human or like not acting human. Yeah. Um. So, Hank Green, which Vlog Brothers, once obviously again, recommended. Once again, we should recommend them. That's just a constant recommendation. Um, the one time he brought up this um sort of like illustration which i think he got from someone else so this is like a third hand illustration mm -hmm. um but it's still a good one and it's about like he calls it like the robot suit mm -hmm. and so uh it's just like your online presence or someone else's online presence and so when you go online you're wearing a robot suit but you don't realize you're wearing a robot suit. So, like, think, like, you know, uh, giant, like, uh, Transformers-type robot suit. Yeah. Where it's, like, big, bulky um, mech-type thing. Yeah. So, like, that's really obvious. More than meets the eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, you'll see something and you'll comment on it. And you're like, there, ha, I got them. Or, because, um, you know, there's a lot of inflammatory stuff on the internet. And Tons. I would almost always recommend avoiding comment sections unless it's someone that you know has a good community. Yeah, and so, like, you'll 
comment something and be like, oh, yeah, I got that across just how I wanted it. Or uh, you'll, you know, interact with something else in another way. And you won't realize that you're wearing a robot suit walking through town when no one else is wearing a robot suit. Mm -hmm. And so you're like in this big scary suit and everyone else is like, we're just normal people here. What are you doing going on a rampage? And you're like, what? Why would, what do you, why are you, what? Mm -hmm. I'm not hurting you. And then you get all offended. And so it's just like this illustration to like think through how influence works. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about with influencers. Um, because on the internet, you have to be aware of your ro robot suit, especially since like people aren't always aware or they aren't always as intentional on the internet as they are in real life because it's like oh it's the internet it's not real life mm -hmm. but it's real people you're still dealing with real people mm -hmm. and so you want to find people who are aware of their robot suit and aware of the presence that they have in other people's lives you also want to be aware of your robot suit you don't want to go on a rampage and hurt people mm -hmm. and you want to find people who act the same that way there's no innocent victims and i think that's kind of like how you can tell if a content creator is a good content creator is if they are aware of the fact that hey what i'm doing affects others mm -hmm. yeah and so there are certain channels that I most certainly would recommend never interacting with uh, and certain platforms, to be honest. So if I may. <laughs> um, so first and foremost, I will I will say it is OK to be involved with things like news channels. There are a lot of channels on YouTube that are dedicated to providing news. I would personally always go for local people because there are a lot of people who have their own YouTube channels that are reporting on their own local areas. And they're usually a lot more accurate and trustworthy than news stations because they're dedicated to that local area um however on the flip side i would never ever ever recommend political commentary people there's a lot of those i know that a lot of people look up to ben shapiro and yeah he says a lot of things really fast and yes he's really smart in a lot of ways and he can be pretty agreeable on certain things however he is still a political commentary channel meaning that he is still cre creating enemies as his goal um, there's another man that I know of. I can't remember his name. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, yes, still, even though he talks about a lot of really good things relating to preservation of things like masculinity and pres preservation of treating one another with respect and holding yourself to a high standard rather than letting yourself slip, he still does some political commentary sometimes, and that sort of stuff from him, I would also recommend not getting involved with even though he is very civil it is opening up a door that is a little bit too dangerous in my opinion and speaking of opening a door that is a little bit too dangerous the entirety of twitter listen i know that twitter has become sort of the standard for companies interacting with their audiences which is totally just for their numbers 
And I know that it's important for a lot of government officials to have a Twitter, even though they know that it's just going to cause inflammatory moments. And I know there's a lot of content creators that use Twitter to connect with their audiences, despite all they do is talking about their takes on the world and politics around them. Twitter is not a place that is designed for community. It is designed to find a community you don't agree with so that you can give your opinion on it. And I have never found any post ever that has gotten popular on Twitter where there isn't an argument of some kind or someone being outright hateful to another person or just someone saying something that's so incredibly wrong that it's almost as if they want to start a fight. I would always avoid places, channels, platforms that encourage some form of conflict because it's not good for your psyche. It's not good for your mental health to be consistently thinking, oh, I need to be in a fight right now. It's not healthy. It's not good. Yeah, and it's also, like, it's okay to not have social media. I think that's something our generation in particular has to try to balance is the impulse to um, be included and know all the things and have social media but also to just be enough and not have to interact with the entire world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so whatever level of interaction with social media you're comfortable with, like don't let other people say, oh, well, you need to get Instagram or you need to get Snapchat or TikTok or whatever. Um, I don't even know all the social medias because I don't. It's it's really not important. Yeah. Social media is one of those things that seems like it's completely like it's it's completely necessary, but it is so beyond unnecessary. It's it's valuable. It can be valuable. There are ways that you can use social media to reach people or to create an audience that can potentially alter an entire world's outlook, such as with the case of Vlogbrothers being able to change entire systems based around how good their community is mm-hmm. but just as equal is the people that have the power to make things change for the negative yeah so, so it's jinx <laughs> <laughs> it's just something you have to be careful with and i think a lot of people already know that and we're just talking just preaching to the choir there but um it's always a good reminder as well yeah, and there are a lot of people that forget, to be honest. Yeah. And so, uh, with that, that's kind of our primary thing. Yes, it is completely possible and super easy to find edifying content out there on the internet. However, it's always going to be the case where you need to practice some form of safety. And, say it with me now, collateral... Discernment! Discernment! There we go. I was, I was waiting to see if you were going to catch it. I was yawning. <laughs> <laughs> so, practicing discernment is always going to be the biggest thing. Finding a community that you are safe with is always also going to be a big thing, because that's a primary aspect of your Christian life. You need to have people that are around to support you, and you're not going to be able to find support like that ever online. Support for your Christian faith is going to be so much different than in person if you're doing it online. Is it possible? Totally. Is it as valuable or as powerful? No. So even though it's good to potentially reach out to people that could use that sort of 
assistance that could use that sort of community, it's important to make sure that at some point in the future, you either connect them to a church that's near them or maybe get in touch with them in person. Yeah, I'm going to sound like an old lady and tell you to get off your phone and go talk to a real person. <laughs> yes. Get off your phone and go talk to a real person. I mean, hey, remember uh, on one of our previous episodes, we were talking about how we do this homeless outreach or outreach thing. And one of the things that we do, one of the primary goals of that group is to sit down with them and talk with them. Yeah. Kids these days. Kids these days and their cell phones. They don't know what life was like. I had to climb a mountain to get to school. Uphill both ways through the snow. I had to swim through the river to get to my school. It's nice that you had a river. <laughs> Honestly, though, my grandparents did describe that like that. They, I think they did it on purpose, though. I think they, oh, they yeah. knew how it's, exaggerated they were making it sound. It's a grandparents thing. Although my, my gran- grandma probably pulled that on me like once twice. I mean, my grandfather probably does have, probably was telling the truth, though. He was raised on a ranch in South Dakota out in the middle of nowhere, so. (laughs) Yeah, but the, like, uphill both ways thing, it's like, is that how hills work? I mean, maybe. I mean, no, not really. I mean, at some point you would have to go down. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it just a slope? Like. Like they're going up and then back down? Yeah. Probably that. That's probably how they were meant meaning for it to sound. I have no idea. But <laughs> I think we're on a tangent. But we're we it's good to be on tangents. We we have a lot of time to fill. But uh-huh. uh I don't really have anything that is necessary to bring up by this point. Kind of yeah. just going off just go off of some of the recommended creators that we have. Uh, find see, your own. Find your own, even. like um, Because our tastes are definitely going to be different than yours. I think we really hit the educational channels. No, I, th- I think I think <laughs> our taste is objectively the best. Yes, we are superior. <laughs> um, need to read a few verses on humility now. Uh, but yeah, like people are going to have different tastes. So know what you like and look for people who make good content in those areas and like austin was saying collateral discernment Mm -hmm. and uh yeah just like influence and thinking about how that works i think that's really the real application for today Mm -hmm. is how we affect others and just how we treat them online and how we treat them in real life we need to love Mm -hmm. everyone that we come into contact with Mm -hmm. and that's an important thing to consider even with the content that we're consuming yep and so for this week i'm going to actually challenge our audience (gasps) what yes no that's too challenging it's okay things will be fine Jesus will come back someday. <laughs> Maybe so. he'll come back before next week so we don't have to do the challenge. I hope he comes back today. Uh, we so. always do. <laughs> so then I my... have to do my phonology paper. Dear Lord. <laughs> my challenge to you, dear listener, is to think of someone in your head that you feel as if they could use some positive influence in their life, positive impact. It doesn't matter if it's someone that actually influences you, like your own mentor, or if it's someone that's in your family, or if it's a close friend, or if it's some young relative or friend of yours. Try to find someone this week and spend time with them. 
spend time giving them some sort of positive interaction in their life, something that's just fun. Take them out for lunch or something, maybe go on a walk in a park, find something and find time, really. Find time to dive into their lives, learn about them in a way that you haven't learned about them before, and then find the places where they could use some serious positive influence in their life. That's one of the best things that we can do as Christians is to act in the way that Jesus did by spending time with those who may not know that they aren't getting the proper amount of positive thinking in their life. Positive vibes. Especially these days, positive thinking is so difficult to find. Mm -hmm. And so giving that to someone is going to be incredibly valuable, even if it's just the random checkout lady at Rite Aid. (laughs) But also make sure to have someone who's pouring into you because you can't have water only flowing out you Mm -hmm. also have to have water flowing in so it can keep flowing what if two of our listeners run into each other like (laughs) are they going to just try to be a positive influence on each other yeah that's sick what if someone ends up dating because of this show Aww, send us a wedding invitation yeah we'll go we'll we'll show up Uh, if we can yeah (laughs) if if we can't then i'll probably just pop by grab some food and leave yeah give us some cake yeah, 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 yeah. Just give us cake in general. Are, it doesn't even have to be your wedding. We're both okay with really nice fluffy chocolate cake. Or cheesecake. I'll take a cheesecake. Dude, I'm... He's so excited right now. Uh, I want my cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're looking for someone to bless and um, you can't think of anyone, like when he was giving you that challenge and no one popped it into your head... Uh, cheesecake for the cloud creative. Mail me a cheesecake, please. Uh, that that can be your person. We can be that person for you because yes. we are willing to sacrifice. And you know on what? Behalf of the show. And you know what? An actual real <laughs> thing. If you want to be a positive influence on us, or if you would like us to to just discuss things with you for a little bit, we have an email. I knew you were gonna lead it into that. That perfect segue. Mm, all right, so. <laughs> ccmoody22 at gmail.com again ccmoody22 at gmail.com at that email that is our home email that's where we can look at your questions look at your requests look at your comments look at everything you your send concerns, us every like how much thing. we talked about cheesecake <sighs> cheesecake is so good cheesecake. but still we have that email for a reason. We want to interact with you guys. We want to get to know you Please so talk much more. To us. We want to be your friend. <laughs> and Check if yes or no, if you want to be my friend. And if you want to help this show keep going, audience interaction is going to be one of the biggest things for us. But on that note, we thank you very much for listening. And next week, we're going to be going into, again, something kind of fun because we're going to end up getting you into You say kind that of every stuff. episode. Well, because we, we have this kind of like next fun Next week's going to be fun. We have a fun bump. <laughs> it's a fun bump, okay? It's like the it's like in the middle of the week, Wednesday bump, you know? Uh-huh. Hump day. Uh, it's not even Wednesday. And not anymore, it's not. So next week is all about I Am Jesus Christ, a video game. Dun, dun, dun. Now, the reason why we're going to be talking about I, I am Jesus Christ is because in the world of Christian... Jesus? <laughs> no, it's so much more than that. In the world of Christian video games, is there a line that can be crossed when you're representing scripture in an interactive media? Because I am Jesus Christ is a is currently a topic of conversation. It could be a line. <laughs> it could be a line. So we're going to find out. We're going to dive into its development, into its developers, and where it's going currently, and whether or not we can actually take it seriously. 
So, we look forward to seeing you then, and we hope that you have a fantastic rest of your week diving into other people's lives with positivity. Yeah. Farewell. 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 <laughs>